And hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 105 of the Weekly Yes And podcast. I am your host, Travis Thomas, the creator of the Weekly Yap and the creator of Live Yes And. You can check me out at liveyesand.com. And today's podcast, episode 105, is in partnership with Inspired to Give. Make sure you check us out at inspiredtogive.org. And our theme this month for Inspired to Give is all about belonging, and which is why today's episode is such a special episode here on the Weekly SM Podcast, especially in the idea of belonging, because we are talking to Maui Goodbeer, and Maui is the creator of Street Waves. Street Waves is a nonprofit founded by Maui down here in Miami Beach, where he was inspired to go into the cities of Miami, uh, put kids on a bus who may have never been to the ocean before, take them to the beach, and with his team, uh, teach them to swim and teach them to surf. And the life skills and the, uh, the transformation that has happened in some of these young people, the exposure to nature... Uh, has just been amazing. And he's been at this now for, for over 10 years. Uh, he has expanded up the coast here in Florida, and uh, uh, Street Waves has just taken off. And so I met Maui at a speaking event I was at. He and I got together. We had coffee. We had breakfast. And I was just blown away by Maui's story. And uh, so I had to have him on the weekly Yes Am podcast. And with this idea of belonging and connecting with young people and connecting with people in a way uh, that exposes them to so much more uh, uh, value in the world and connects them with their own deeper sense of value, uh, again, with this idea of belonging, what we see happening uh, in our country, in our world, uh, as a result of people feeling uh, disconnected, as as feeling unseen and hidden, uh, the hidden pain that a lot of people are going through. Uh, obviously, we've seen a lot of the recent uh, celebrity suicides, and uh, we just know the, the horrific suicide rates that we have uh, in our country. Uh, this idea of belonging is so important, and I couldn't think of a better person, uh, a more inspiring person to talk to uh, and just share his story on, on the inspiration of, of how this came about, and you will be inspired about why he started Street Waves. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, start talking to uh, Maui Goodbeer from Street Waves. So I'm happy to welcome Maui Goodbeer to the weekly Yes Am podcast. Maui, thanks for jumping on the call. Thanks for having me, Travis. It's been really great uh, getting to know you, so I'm glad I can do this with you today. Well, uh, I know, you know, I, my wife and I uh, have been so inspired by by the work that you're doing down in Miami and up and down the coast, and uh, of course, I had to get you on a podcast, and uh, you'll have to tell us a little bit. I know uh, you're, you're telling me offline that your your uh, your voice is a little sore, got a little bronchitis going on. Uh, tell us tell us how you got that, Maui. Well, I uh, just been offshore, uh, took a sailing trip uh, to deliver uh, a vessel that uh, is a volunteer vessel for our foundation, a really great captain who's been educating a lot of the children in our organization uh, about the sea and about sailing, and uh, they've been learning quite a bit. And so anyhow, he needed a crew member. I asked if I'd crew with him to sail up to North Carolina. So we were about 50 miles offshore. And uh, when we were coming out of Charleston, going into Southport, um, I got a little bit of popping and, uh, and uh, began to, you know, just have some allergies and kind of segue into bronchitis, which typically happens for me. 
So, but I'm having to live well. I'm doing my colloidal silver, and uh, it's knocking everything out. So, it's uh, it's all good. Great sale, by the way. We um, about I did about five, almost like three hundred miles with them. They sold sell a total of um, nine hundred miles. Uh, and by the time I got off the boat, we finished about a thousand and fifty miles. Um, but it was great. Yeah, we were out of wind. My initial objective was to go to help them round Cape Hatteras. In Cape Hatteras, um, you have to go about 200 miles offshore to get around this long shoal that sticks out. Many sailors know it's got some pretty interesting names uh, for boats that haven't made it around Hatteras. So I wanted to help them get around that. But we didn't have the wind. I had to get back. I had to do this interview. <laughs> and I had to do some other shoe. <laughs> Yeah, Maui, tell us. Uh, so, 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 give us the story about uh, what Street Waves is and uh, and and how you serve the youth. Well, we are a nonprofit organization uh, founded in 2008 in Miami Beach, Florida, and essentially our focus is introducing uh, underserved youth to the ocean. Uh, our main fulcrum for doing so is surfing. So what we do is we go into uh, various communities uh, that are underserved and underrepresented in the ocean, and we bring the youth out and uh, kind of introduce them to the ocean through surfing. And swimming is a very big part of our work as well. Um, and so we've been doing this uh, for quite some time, and now we're growing capacity along the, uh, the South Florida coast. Fantastic. And Maui, of course, you know, part of this podcast is uh... – is in partnership with Inspired to Give. And, you know, hearing your story the first time, uh, the inspiration uh, behind why you decided to, to start Street Waves, can you tell us about that? Yeah, so it came out of a tragedy. Um, what happened uh, was in 2003, uh, my younger brother was brutally murdered by a gang member. Uh, it was a 16-year-old kid who was kind of put up to it by the older gang members, uh, and they selected my younger brother um, relatively randomly, I think. Uh, nonetheless, um, the kid followed him and his girlfriend, uh, my brother and his girlfriend, into a shopping mall, and a fight ensued, and then it escalated into the parking lot where the child got a firearm and then shot my younger brother in the head. And my brother and I were very, very close. In fact, we were born on the same day, eight years apart. And so when other kids were getting bicycles for 
with her eighth birthday. I got a little brother, <laughs> and he was he was mine. You know, I, I really cherished him in that way, and and received him as a gift, and uh, and just piled around with him. You know, all of our, our younger life. Of course, we split ways when I went off to college and, and stuff, but um, very very close. And so, at his funeral, I was asked to deliver the eulogy. Uh, in doing so, I made a promise to everyone there uh, that I would personally do something to help inner city kids. And uh, at the time, I didn't know uh, how I would go about doing that. Uh, and then a couple years later, just to kind of get away from everything and start afresh, you know, my heart was very hurt um, behind the tragedy. I moved to South Florida and actually drove here. Um, and I got here and I said, wow, this place is awesome. I was living in Seattle, so it was really rainy and dreary, and, and uh, I drove all the way across the country just to get down here, and, and I just fell in love with the palm trees and the weather and the ocean, and I just said, wow, man, I'm never leaving this place, and so, so I stayed, and then one day I paddled out to go surfing, you know, surfing is something that's been a big part of my life in California when I was younger, and skateboarding, and you know, more extreme sports is what I've always been attracted to, and... Um, well, I was in the ocean just by myself um, in the distance I hear this noise and to me this noise sounded like you know some inner city kid kind of talking trash to one another you know I thought not much of it but it was a little annoying so uh, I looked around to see where they were and I saw no people um, but I noticed in the distance seagulls playing and uh, that was the sound that I heard and instantly that moment I was given this vision freeways bringing inner city kids out to the, to the beach and teaching them how to surf and um, it's been it's been an amazing amazing experience over the past 10 years so well, I, I love that it was it was you being in the ocean sort of being on your board and uh, just sort of connecting, you know, sort of being open and connecting with nature yourself where, where the whole idea and vision came from. Sure, sure, absolutely, yeah. You know, I'd always been haunted by this promise that I'd made. So when I first moved to Florida, I'd go to Costa Rica and Nicaragua and different places to go surfing, even as far as Israel. And, you know, I would just love chasing waves. And I'd always come back, you know, always haunted by this promise that I'd made. And so... Yeah, it just came to me in the ocean that day, and things have never been the same. <laughs> now, Maui, Maui, just just to go back, and so for you, given the eulogy at at the uh, um, at the funeral, and you know, I guess most of us will 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 never know sort of the the pain of 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 losing a family member that way. And but we can all sort of understand the anger and the frustration and the sadness. Um, do you have any idea what what you know what is it about you or, or or your upbringing where in that moment of pain, you know your response was you were already sort of in a mode of how can you help compared to you know revenge per se? Well, you know the entire situation, you know I guess my perspective on it. Um, was pretty original, I think, when I compare it to the rest of my family at the time. Uh, and I just saw, you know, two tragedies. I didn't just see the tragedy of my brother as much as I love him. I also saw the tragedy of a 16-year-old kid 
who I fought to keep from going to prison for the rest of his life because I had compassion for, you know, the child. And so um, that's kind of how I saw things. I saw him as a 16-year-old little kid. And so while I was delivering the eulogy, of course, I didn't intend to make this promise. I had written out this great eulogy and all these points I wanted to cover. And it was, you know, a little pressure there. The county in which this happened, uh, my uncle and aunt were judges. And so it was a lot of media involved and a lot of people were there at the funeral. And so I was preparing this great sermon and I'm delivering it, you know, as it began. And then, you know, it kind of began to take its own shape, you know, as I began to speak from my heart about my little brother. And as a part of that, you know, this promise came out and I, and I said it very earnestly and, and I intended to, to honor it when it came out of my mouth. And there was a few things I knew that I wouldn't be doing to help kids. Uh, I didn't want to be preaching to them or anything like that. So it took me, you know, some time for it to happen organically whereby, you know, Street Waves was born. Oh, that's that's great. So, so to dig into street waves uh, a little bit, Maui. So you have you have the vision. You're out on the board. You're on the water. You have this vision. Sort of what was step one? What was what was the first encounter with you being able to get in, uh, get into some of these neighborhoods and and connect with some of these kids? What did that look like? Yeah, it was really interesting. So when I first moved here, I became best friends with this rabbi that I met at Whole Foods. Uh, at the time, it was called Wild Oats, and walking out of the stores, he was, you know, a smiling guy. We just became great friends, you know, and I watched his children grow up, and he's just one of my closest, closest friends. He's like a brother to me. And so I went to him, and I said, you know, Rabbi Mark, you know, um, you know this is what I have a vision for. You know, what do you suggest that I do in this situation? You know, he's from South Florida, spent his whole life, and had many connections. And so he recommended that I approach the Overtown Youth Center. Um, and so I gave him a call and I went to speak with them and it was just so beautiful. The executive director at the time uh, knew my family uh, from California and from uh, Oklahoma and, you know, we just instantly connected and she understood my heart and what I was attempting to accomplish and she was all aboard from day one. And um, so we started off with, uh, I think it was 10 youth. I believe they were all boys, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we were fortunate enough to get some funding to provide them with 16 weeks of surfing for the entire summer. And it was incredible. We ended up on the front page of the Miami Herald. And it was just a great, great, great time. Um, you know, I harnessed a ton of volunteers and I knew my friends, you know, it was really special. And, um, and that's kind of, you know, how we got our beginning. And, and so what was that like, you know, here you are, you're taking what some of these kids that maybe had, had never been to the beach before, you know, what, was there skepticism? Was there resistance to, to wanting to be a part of this? What, what were some of those interactions like? Well, of course, there was all of that. Um, there was some excitement as well uh, from some of the kids. One of the things about the Overtown Youth Center is they really do a great job with the kids there just in terms of uh, helping them to think outside the box and try new things. And, you know, they're very supportive. And so they really had that support group coming from the, that organization. So a lot of their trust. 
So I had all of the equipment, and um, you know, it was the reason that I taught for the tourists was so that I'd have that time to teach uh, the inner city kids on Saturdays. So, and for you, when when you uh, when you think about sort of the impact of of getting these kids to the beach and getting them in the water, uh, sort of what is what does that mean to you? What do you? What is the impact that that you see from your perspective? Well, it's a it's an entire ocean of opportunity in such a vast way. Um, you know, surfing is just the introduction to um, a multi trillion dollar industry for coastal children. So, to me, it's very important uh, for these children to have access to the blue economy. There's no reason that you know anyone who needs a boat captain should have to call all the way to Connecticut to get someone to come down to Florida to captain <laughs> their boat. Um, these kids uh, have the time on their hands and they have the proximity and the access to the ocean. So our goal is to just you know develop a love for the ocean, and I think that you know surfing is a very um, plausible way of being able to do that uh, because. The ocean is here. Surfing is a relatively inexpensive sport. You know, once you have a, a decent surfboard, um, you you go and surf and you fall in love with it, and um, and you become more ocean minded and, and environmentally aware. And it's been uh, it's been magnificent to see this transformation in their lives. Some of them are now boat captains. Some of them live on boats. Some of them work in the marine industry. And ultimately, our goal is to I saw one of your videos and uh, there, uh, a quote that you had, it, it just, uh, it really hit me. I believe you said, we teach the kids how to surf and, with, and we let the ocean take care of the rest. Yes, that's true. That's our philosophy. Um, we let the water do the work. And so, you know, many of these children have really horrible family experiences. Um, you know, when you're youth, the majority of your life experience is centered around your family, you know, because you're not on your own yet. And, and some of these children's stories are horrific. Uh, and to see the strength of character that they need to have to push through these experiences that they may be having in their lives is, is very inspiring. And so, you know, we have all of our staff and volunteers um, know the importance of letting the water do the work, you know, letting the water be the therapy. Um, we're not therapists, you know, we try to do our best not to you know, get too involved in their personal stories uh, and just allow the ocean and the swimming pool and the experiences in the water to to kind of cleanse them in its own way. The negative ions, the energy in the water, there's a lot of studies and science about um, the power of water. There's a movement, an entire movement called the Blue Mind Movement, where people are beginning to understand through research that uh, being in, on, and around the ocean uh, is so healthy and mentally and physically. So we really um, let the water do the work. Yeah, you mentioned, obviously, uh, uh, you've been going for 10 years now. Um, yeah. And uh, 
some of the, you know, to see some of these kids, how they're involved, you know, some of them are on boats and some of them are doing different things. You know, what, uh, what, what's one of the more sort of inspiring stories that you've seen of a, a kid that's gone through the program and to see what they're doing now? Well, there's so many, honestly. Um, but, you know, I, I like to, to share with you, I guess, now the, the importance of uh, the children who have stayed close to us over this long period of time, um, because those are the ones that I've been able to see, you know, great things happen in their life. And knowing that they're close to us uh, has been, you know, a, a beautiful gift uh, for me to see a kid, you know, 10 years ago, you know, who now is studying, say, you know, marine mechanics and helping street waves as a surf instructor and listening to different music and wearing different clothes and having a completely different uh, approach and appreciation for life and different friends that that uh, a child may not have had growing up, uh, different experiences. Um, kids may have begun to travel, and I say it, you know, plurally because there's quite a few in our organization who have this similar experience. Um, some that have gone vegan, that have been like a staunch vegan for the last seven, eight years, because of their connection to nature and their care and concern about their body because they're utilizing their body in such an amazing way in the ocean. Um, so I don't want to focus on any one particular story because we've had a great deal of success. And um, But ultimately, when we see children's lives change completely in the, in the matter that, you know, everything that they were exposed to as children uh, in the direction that they may have been heading, uh, they have taken a completely different turn and different direction, uh, energetically, I would say spiritually, as well as uh, even financially. Now, Maui, when you and I got together with with uh, you know my wife and I, and we had we had breakfast, and I was explaining this concept of yes and right, and uh, uh, the idea of how it's it's you know working with what we have and then responding in a way that you know. Uh, tries to make it, you know, purposeful or positive. When you look back at, uh, and not that you're not doing this still, but when you look back at the early days of Street Waves, uh, you know, and I, I believe you were you were living in the bus at one point. Uh, so, at what point did you know that you had something and that it was going to work? Well, I have to say honestly, from the very beginning. Because in my situation, you know, I made a promise that I fully intended to fulfill. And so when I decided that, you know, this vision for street waves was going to be the way that I honored my promise to my brother, um, basically there was no stopping me. And there is no stopping what we're doing because um, it, it, it's, it comes from such a higher place, you know, in, in my life. Um, you know, sure, times were really tough in the beginning, you know, dealing with politics and dealing with code enforcement where the ocean is concerned, dealing with, um, you know, lack of funding to, to fulfill this vision, and all sorts of things. Yes, at one point we acquired a, a bus to transport our equipment and I ended up having to live on the bus and um, you know, I slept on the beach before. I mean, I just, you know, nothing was going to stop me. So it didn't really matter what 
planet, essentially, you know, starting right here in South Florida. You know, how, you know, am I going to, you know, make a situation where children are able to get to the ocean uh, free of charge and, and learn about the ocean free of charge around the country and ultimately around the world. So I have this huge grand vision and plan and I'm looking at myself, you know, where I am in a situation um, that, that may be uncomfortable, but it really, um, there was nothing discouraged me in any way. And so you had talked about Maui, how, you know, the ability and how rewarding it is to see the lives of these young people change as, as they've been a part of the program over the years. Uh, how have you seen your, your own life change the most over these last 10 years? Well, it's changed greatly. Um, you know, the central focus of my life uh, has become this organization and this work. And so, you know, whereas previously, you know, I may be looking into, you know, different uh, you know, financial opportunities to grow wealth, um, you know, that's not as important to me, you know, as obviously taking care of my family, but more importantly, you know, being able to do that and fulfill, you know, my vision. Um, so, yeah, it's changed a lot. You know, it's become, you know, the central focus of my life and, and my family as well. Um, hopefully this is something that my children think is important as well and desire to, uh, to get behind at some point. And so now being 10 years in, uh, what, uh, what does the vision look like from here? Well, you know, in the surf industry, you know, what has moved surfing and what has made surfing um, so popular has been the branding, right? So, you know, people think surfing is cool. And so, you know, you can go down to your local surf shop or to a, a department store and buy gear that makes you look like a surfer. That's kind of what uh, has, has moved these brands. And so, you know, the business model is you get, you know, some good-looking surfers and have them surfing with talent and say, hey, you can look like this person, too, if you wear these clothes. And so that's grown the marketplace for surfing. And, of course, comes with that all of the equipment and gear uh, as well. So we really feel like a conscious surf plan is our next step in order to create the type of outreach that's needed to have chapters of street waves along both coasts of this country and ultimately other coasts on the planet as well. So we are really focusing on, you know, how do we grow this movement where surfers and volunteers are willing to reach back and spend, you know, a Saturday uh, teaching some kids how to surf that would not normally have this opportunity. Yeah, no, that's 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 fantastic, and I I, I want to ask this because the theme the theme for the month for uh, Inspired to Give is this idea of belonging, and obviously in the news the past week or so we've seen a couple of high profile uh, cases of celebrities and and suicide, and we see you know we see a country where kids feel. Um, uh, separated and they feel isolated. Uh, so in the work that, that, that street waves is doing the sense of, of, of kids feeling like they're a part of something that they belong, um, that they belong to society or they belong to the world in a way that's valuable. How have you seen that with street waves? 
Well, you know, one of the cool things that we've noticed over the years is that, you know, the ocean connects the whole planet. And so when we put kids in the ocean and they begin learning how to surf and they begin becoming more interested in what's going on around the world where waves are concerned, you know, they're looking at surfline and they're checking, oh, wow, look at the waves are breaking today in Hawaii or how are the waves <laughs> breaking today yeah. in Costa Rica. Whoa, look at this, dude. Jaws is swelling. And, oh, wow, there's some gray waves in Australia right now. You know, they're really connecting to um, a more global mindset. And so, you know, they're thinking so far away from, you know, the little clicks and things that are going on around their environment uh, that they kind of are growing kind of out of that mentality. Um, we've seen kids that are in some really rough situations at home where their, you know, family members may be gang bangers and uh, situations where, you know, they are willing to and desiring to retaliate because of things that are happening in the community or someone got shot in their family, you know, and ultimately when they come to us, they think our story is soft. You know, they mm. think that I should have tried to, you know, do something to retaliate for my brother, you know. And so they're seeing, you know, in reality, the breaking of that cycle, you know, and what actually happens when you break that cycle. Ultimately, our story is one of forgiveness. And when they understand the power of forgiveness and how much more powerful it is than the firearm, because the mentality is such that, you know, you kill me, I kill you. And so the more we expose them to the ocean, the more they begin to understand the importance of peace in life and that connection with nature. So they begin to have some spiritual development, you know, that doesn't really happen as, as much uh, in the concrete, you know, world that they live in. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love all of that. That's that's beautiful. I'd give you a big hug if I was next to you, Maui. Uh, thanks, thanks so, so Maui, how can um, how can people find out more about Street Waves and and what are some things that people can maybe do from afar who might not be really in the in the South Florida area? Obviously, the the website is streetwaves.org, um, but are there some other ways that people can help or can get involved? Yeah, well, of course, we have our, our social media. We love to be connected with people there. Um, we try to stay as uh, active as we can. Uh, and our website has lots of information uh, as well. Um, but we recommend that, you know, people try to see, you know, how they may be able to be of assistance in their local community. You know, um, I think that's important. That's kind of the direction that we're going. Uh, we're kind of positioned now where we can offer uh, a chapter elsewhere. You know, if someone that hears my voice that connects with what we're doing says, you know, I think I could do this here where I am. You know, uh, we just left the beach community where we sailed to uh, in North Carolina. I'm like, wow, this is such a cool little community. You know, everyone's having fun, riding the bikes and surfing around. It would be so great, you know, if someone there was able to reach back into the community, you know, and bring some kids to the ocean and share, you know, this love that anyone who has ever served has, you know. So that would be a great desire uh, as well. Uh, obviously, donations help us to do our daily work, and there's a lot of it. Um, but we really are looking for partners. You know, we're looking for you know, partnering corporations. Uh, many of the corporations uh, that may hear this uh, know that there's you know, community service that has to be done. This is a great way to do it. You know, 
and uh, we work out, as I said, and just the excitement and the fun of, of volunteering on the beach, you know, and being able to see these smiles happen um, is just so magical. So uh, we invite everyone that hears us to connect with us in some way. Um, we're open to uh, ideas as well. Uh, you know, anything that helps us to move our vision and our mission forward. So we definitely welcome one. Yes, it is streetwaves.org is our website. Well, Maui, thanks so much. Thanks for taking the time to be on the uh, the weekly Yes Am podcast and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Travis. I love what you're doing. Keep inspiring others to, to reach and find greatness. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to chatting again soon. Yeah, thank you. All right, have a great day.